I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Well, hey there, Whovians. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV for the <laughs> Doctor Who After Show season finale oh. for season 12. Over too fast. Over too fast. <laughs> or is Over it too still fast. going? It's timeless, if you will. Mm. Who are we, though? I'm Zach Wilson. That's Dave Timeless Child over there. Hey, I'm all of the childs. <laughs> There's a lot of me now, apparently. And Rachel Goodman's here. Hey, everyone. I'm pretty excited to break this down. Uh, Adrian Snow, unfortunately, could not join us this week. She's doing awesome stuff out yeah. of town, overseas, being all fancy and Scottish. Uh, I don't think she's actually becoming Scottish. but <laughs> We'll see. She's in Scotland right now. She Who can knows? come back and she, she can be We're, Scottish. She's um, on the uh, Outlander page panel with us too and we're joking she is not coming back she's going through the stones so yeah <laughs> that adds up yeah uh you guys do a lot of time travel but <laughs> yeah let's dive in to the timeless children not the timeless child which we've been wondering about since episode two of season 11 but now we have our answer as to who and or whom, I guess, is because it's plural now, are the timeless... I don't understand the difference between those two words. It's the uh, doctor! The doctor the, is the, the timeless child. Which I think we all knew in our hearts... Surprise! Was go- the doctor would be the timeless child. It was just, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, oh, boy, guys. I just... I want to get... I, I'm trying to process and chat um Rachel you got the chat I've right got the chat yeah chat let us know what you think as we dive in through this because there's so there's so much lore just yeah. crammed into this episode and I want to know what you guys think but first before we hear from the chat I want to know what you two thought. Rachel, why don't you kick us off? All right. So, as we were talking before the show, I think I liked it a little bit more than you guys, just from the sound <laughs> of it. But maybe. Uh, maybe. So, I'm going to hide behind what, this microphone. I'm going to start on the positive and say that what I appreciated is that we got more of the Doctor's backstory. I know we already had some, but we got more of it. And on top of that, I do feel like this was one of the few episodes of this series that actually showed her arcing and that we the doctor arcing I shouldn't say her the doctor arcing and I I was here for that and I appreciated the nod of the previous doctors as well when she kind of inserted all of her memories into the matrix mm. yeah so I liked it uh cool uh Dave <laughs> counterpoint uh, okay here's the thing this is what Zach and I were talking about before it's for me I we found out this origin, but I felt like it was like the doctor has always been special, but now we found out <laughs> she's a little bit more special, and I already thought she was special, or they were special. I didn't. I this new revelation didn't wasn't a revelation for me. It wasn't anything for me. It was just it made her kind of like maybe she's technically not a time lord, but it wasn't enough to be like. Whoa! It was this was as dramatic as someone's twenty three and me coming back <laughs> and finding out their background from the twenty three and me, which could be exciting sometimes. But for me, it just it just wasn't. It didn't hit me. No. That is a, that is a fair point. Like I I love genealogy. Like my my dad like is super into it, so we could trace back like. Uh, over a thousand years into my family's yeah. history, and there's some like really cool stuff in there. 
But it doesn't change who I am, except to maybe occasionally use, like, royal ancestry as, like, a move to, like, try to make myself sound more impressive right. to, to women. Uh, it, does, <laughs> it, it worked one time. Uh, and not really. The one thing, I, the couple of things I did like, though, because I want to be a little bit more positive, too, is I love the design of the Cyber Lords. Yes. Those yeah. look really cool. I can't wait to see that at a con. But they didn't call them the Cyber Lords. Well, we all I don't knew even they know were what the Cyber They, cy- they were even... the Cyber Lords. Like, if no one is, if someone starts calling them something different than Cyber Lords, <laughs> I would be very confused. But, like, and and also, I do like... We are creating these gaps in the Doctor's past a bit more, and that's interesting. I wish they weren't as vague in this episode because it made it a bit more like it. It it wasn't. It, it felt like it was cheating a little bit, and but I do like that there's gaps in the past, and we get to kind of find out more. And uh, I'd like to know more about Doctor Ruth. We have an idea of what that is, but we're not too sure, and we'll talk about that. A little it, bit. it puts Doctor Ruth and any and like. We've got to break down, like, because let's work through it for us and for the audience who might be struggling right right now. Let's break down what we now know about the Doctor through Gallifreyan history. So we we were introduced, and this is sort of the issue with this this episode, is there was a lot of telling. It was just, like, a lot of story time with the Master and the Doctor inside the Matrix. But... The story we got, it was Tech Tyune is was an explorer who uh, was uh, ex- was a, the the pre Time Lord race from Gallifrey. Uh, the Shibogans is what yeah. it looks like. Shibogans. I wrote down. Uh, I wanted to say Shibogans. Shibogans uh, sounds funny, and it sounds yeah. like a, a town on Long Island. Uh, <laughs> but so that was the pre Time Lord Gallifreyan race, and. She was was exploring and found the this place the gateway a and gateway yeah a gateway that kind of has like it was she they literally called it the gateway, the gateway. in yeah. this in this story and she found a small child at the foot of the gateway and I assume that the gateway is a lot like the gateway we met this time I don't think it's the exact same one but it's uh it's a lot like the the gateway that the uh that they're dealing with the Cybermen through, where it kind of goes to random spots of the universe, or it's from another place that's not quite Yeah, because to clarify on that, it it doesn't always go to Gallifrey. So, like, the human race, in theory, was still hidden somewhere else. Yeah. It just could be... the It could go to Gallifrey. And I think that was another gateway. I think they just used it as an example of the, the gateway. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it wasn't the same planet. I think. As the Doctor's gateway. So, anyway... Well, Sorry, Rachel. No, it's okay. I was just sorry. Good. Uh, trying to get through this story. Um, the, the basically the uh, Tech Tyune finds the Doctor as a a true child mm-hmm. outside the gateway. That the, I think my understanding is it, that gateway was to another dimension or another universe. That's how I took it too. Yeah. yeah. So what that implies. So the Doctor okay. uh, wandered into our universe from another. Universe, another dimension, which sounds very much like the Doctor. Like, ooh, portal! I'm gonna see what happens. Very Doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a little strange because it is adding something to the origin, but also isn't. So it's kind of being like if Clark Kent was first somewhere else before Krypton, 
and then we found out about that. Well, and then the other question is, if there was a child who walked through this portal, my question is, in this other dimension, do we have other doctors where this child came from yeah. who other, might not yeah. call themselves doctors, but they are can essentially do the same thing as the doctor? Essentially, what we're, what we're dealing with there is the doctor is not truly Gallifreyan. The doctor is something else. Yeah. And the Time Lords used, for lack of, like, Dr. DNA to create... Gallifreyans used Dr. Or, I'm sorry, Shabogans. You're you're almost there, yeah. Shabogans used Dr. DNA to turn themselves into Time Lords. Time Lords, yeah. Yeah. So all the Time Lords are using a little bit of the Doctor to create their regenerative abilities. And they capped everyone's regenerative abilities... At 12? Is it 12? They capped it at 12 regeneration, so 13 bodies. Right. So, like, um, so the Doctor is the only one who isn't capped because that's the origin of regeneration. Apparently, so that's their way of, like, we don't have to do the... the, We don't have to deal with that. The gifting thing that we did with uh, Matt Smith, which apparently we didn't have to do according to this... Mythos, yeah, but you know the doctor didn't know that at the yeah, time. Yeah, so, we, we, you don't know. Know. we don't know. We don't know. But so I did. I did appreciate that. Um, essentially, the doctor was a companion because they mentioned that Tektayun like took her on like adventures throughout oh, space. That's a good and, point. Um, like the doctor, like it, it was sort of like a, a flip and an origin story for like why the doctor believes in having a companion. I. I really like that that little detail. That's great. And yeah. I think that's very smart. What I would love to have seen instead of that okay, we had a whole episode where we did a BC story where we're following this dude in the middle of a countryside be found and then like killed and then come back and we find out that was all just like secretly ingrained code about what really happened to the doctor in this episode. What I would have loved to have seen instead was basically a companion doctor story without the doctor and without a companion we recognize. And then we find out later that was the doctor going around. And the doctor was the companion the whole time. That would have been amazing. I know this is all backseat driving of writing stuff, but why did we spend so much time with Brennan, Brendan, whatever his name was? In that one episode, and then we reveal that it's all, like, fake, but there was also no reason for it. There was nothing yeah. that happened. There was no one trying to – I thought it was going to be someone trying to escape some sort of mind prison or something like that. But really, it was just, like, kind of clues to, about what happened with the doctor. I'm not – to be honest, I'm not even sure how it totally adds up. Like, they were frying the brain. So, okay, so the the – uh, Tektayun discovers regeneration, uses the the doctor's uh, abilities to create a new like uh, to create time lords. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> at some point in this process, as the as the time lord as time lord society creates itself, they form the division. Something called the division, which yeah. we didn't really get into very much. Yeah, but. Our understanding so far, as we've been, we were trying to piece together like before we got on the air, is that the division is the the like black ops secret society within Time Lord, like 
time time lords that right. is okay with manipulating and changing time. And he, the division means that they yeah, wait, did uh, some. Can I finish this part? Yeah. Can I finish this thought? Because I think it's the division is in a black ops society, but I think it also means literally a division. Yes. Of the time of the Doctor. And that's how we created Dr. Ruth was it was an aspect of the doctor that was taken out and that made the doctor a kid again to create Dr. Ruth. And that also means they might have done this several times in order to kind of keep the doctor a kid again or to bring the doctor back to being the timeless child until the doctor kind of grows up. So who knows how many Dr. Ruths are out there. Just created from the Doctor. And that was one point that they mentioned when she met Ruth originally, was that Ruth was doing things that were different from the Doctor that we know. And so I think that it would make... She used a gun. Yeah. And it was interesting to me that even... So we first we get that, and first we get like this idea of the division where everybody is... It's like a different... It's like a split of the Doctor. But then at the end in The Matrix, we get this idea that even though there is this split, yeah. these like beings are still – these like different – almost different consciousnesses are inside of her still and that she can actually – once she acknowledges them, she can hear them. And so to me, it was just – Interesting, but also kind of confusing at the same time that she would like, does she now remember all of all of her backstory or is it yeah. still blocked away? Is it retracted? And is Dr. Ruth a a past regeneration? Because now we've essentially established that Hartnell is not the first doctor. That's not the origin story. That was right. the first origin story of the memories that our yeah. doctor, our doctor has. So is Dr. Ruth a division where that's like we we created a, a clone of the doctor that's over here doing her thing or is Ruth like an older version which raises even more questions because how did she get the blue box TARDIS if she's old if she's timeline past Hartnell I don't know yeah. man a, a lot of oh, sorry go ahead <laughs> no it's, I was just gonna say see what I love though is that they did kind of foreshadow this in the sense that Ruth did block her memories off and so we know that that is a thing that happens and I'm glad that we kind of got to see this uh, pay off in the end yeah. with what we've learned about the origin I I just you know I don't want to get too prediction right now but I just think, predict away it's a season finale episode I, I feel like she, I feel like Ruth is a past iteration of the Doctor. Yeah. And because that, that's just the vibe that I'm getting. Even when we first met Ruth, mm-hmm. it felt more like Ruth had been in the past than the Doctor. Yeah. Well, she's not, she's not like the past version of the Doctor as in she's going to become the Doctor. She is a split from the Doctor. That's so what you, I got. Okay, See, what, I didn't get that. I got that she was another version and that she had it had been wiped away. No, I, I got that it was literally a division and that, like, what... Because the brain blast stuff that you're talking about, yeah. we didn't see anything in that brain blast that we haven't seen on the show for the last... 70 whatever yeah. years it was it was yeah it was old episodes so that was all in the that was doctor using her memory in order to kind of like overtake the matrix but we didn't see any new information nothing from the ruth side we only saw a glimpse of ruth because it's her memory of ruth but we didn't get to see the whole time ruth's whole timeline and i think that's because ruth is a whole like 
I think she's a whole separate being. I think she's not going to become the doctor and is not the future doctor. I think she's, I think she's running parallel lives with the doctor. That's uh, that's what I assumed from interesting. From how they yeah, and like so, because it, well, in that line, like the theory there is that there's like at least one other, if not countless other doctors at different points in space and time that are out there like running around and. A lot of people in the chat think that it's the doctor yeah, like Saul, whose memory was wiped. Saul Perez, no, she was a version of the doctor whose memory was wiped. Uh, Bill Swan, the division wiped away the doctor's memories. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I think too. Um, so that might actually be true because we also see, I think what the Brandon storyline is trying to do, else. and people are talking about this in the Brandon storyline, is that actually makes more sense and it actually makes me feel a little better if it – if. If if she is just like if there is just one streamline of the doctor, because I was getting concerned that there's just these branches that are gonna just never end. They're off there somewhere. They're out in the world somewhere with the doctor's daughter and Clara. Yeah. And- <laughs> so the uh, so the the thing about the Brandon storyline is, and I think what they're trying to show is she was never literally Brandon. It's like dream logic. Where the story of Brandon is the story of what happened to her just seen through, like, this memory of a fictional person. So a lot of people in the chat are talking about whether she was Brandon or not, blah, blah, blah. But she never – I don't think she ever really was Brandon. She just – Brandon's, like, the dream logic version of her where you got to see this one character die, come back, and then memory gets wiped at the end – because that's what happened to her all the time. And it's also why Brandon's uh, dad never changes because Brandon's dad was representing the Time Lord stuff. It's all dream logic stuff of her trying to remember this missing gap of memory from her. So just to – if that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. And so it's it all starts especially like – because we're getting into some deep canon stuff. And this is like Chris Chibnall's like entry into like affecting deep, deep – Doctor Who lore, but like some of this, like, and the reason I I was kind of like leaning towards like the division as this like doctor specific thing that's like just just for the doctor because we have had like a Time Lord Black Ops stuff before where they're going to manipulate time, like the, you had the Celestial Intervention Agency back in Classic Who time. You like we've sort of contradicted stuff like Rassilon was supposed to be who invented regeneration technology before this but this sort of just ignores it didn't like wipe that away despite the fact that this episode did a lot to like be like here's the how the time lords work and this whole thing they didn't go into any of that pre-established stuff of rassilon or like we have the matrix but we didn't get into like uh, there's a lot of stuff that seems to be glossed over well and my question too is the master he we don't I'm at a certain point I just assumed that everything she was seeing was accurate. But is there also a chance that he manipulated what she was seeing? Right, in and the matrix? In the matrix, in the matrix, yeah. There definitely is. Like that's the, with the master there's always that. Yeah. X think, factor. This seems like it's so like if it's one of those like the truth is worse than the the than any yeah. lies he could yeah. come up with. And I think they were trying to get around the this could be a lie thing by it 
by showing that the gap in the memory. Yeah. Like, because why didn't he just fill in that gap? If he was making this up, why didn't he just fill in yeah. his own version of it? So I think they were trying to show that, like, this is actually what happened in The Matrix. But I think that's always an out if they want to ever retcon this, which they could easily do by making it like the master made it all up. <laughs> yeah. Lies. I yeah, mean, the master's messing with So him. speaking of the master, he had his own, like, in like, craziness in this episode. And if we were holding out hope, we were going to get some some resolution on how this master came to be. Uh, I think we can say that we're not going to get that information anytime soon. Um, this might might be something a novelization tries to take right. care of or something. But I was kind of hoping it was going to end with this doctor becoming Missy. That's my... This master. This master becoming Missy. I, yeah, that would have been nice. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. FM to get started. I like the, if we're going to talk about the doctor, uh, the master, a little bit. I found I was I kind of finally, I don't know. I was having a lot of faith in this master from the previous episodes. I was like hoping, like I think there's something here. I think this actor could be good, and I think I don't mind like a crazy master. Let's see where the where this goes. And I was seeing, I was talking to Zach about this. I was seeing like. This vulnerability because this person was acting like a evil person all the time, like overacting as an evil person all the time. And I saw that as maybe a vulnerability to the character where maybe the character's not really that evil and is just trying to pump this up so we can do it. But I might have just been forgiving not so great acting. <laughs> That's what I'm kind of thinking now. I feel the same way as you. Yeah. I but I still even in the finale, I did see him as being someone who maybe didn't feel completely comfortable with I mean not that he isn't evil because I got that he was definitely evil, but that he almost didn't feel adequate and that he felt like he wasn't as good at this as, as the doctor as the doctor or as other maybe, you know, his other peers right. even. And so that's where the craziness was really driving him mad. And this was like he this is the thing. Is like uh, the thing that I've always loved about the the best versions of the master are the ones where where the master thinks that they're like best for like that's what I loved about Missy like the best friends angle yeah. of like oh, we've been best Lego friends Batman Joker. forever yeah. yes uh, it was it was a Batman Joker vibe but like where it was like a, I know we're enemies but like aren't we also like kind of buddies yeah <laughs> it was like super interesting and it was just fun to watch but this is just like a snidely whiplash like like mustache twirly master who doesn't care about the doctor just wants to like destroy her or i uh, there was something at the end that i kind of liked where he was trying to turn and this is i think they brought this up with the master before trying to turn the doctor into him like trying to make the doctor as bad as him by making some genocidal choice like the um like the blowing up things. It kind of reminded me of the those heads 
from the from uh, the David Sims like master stuff. John, like John Sims. David John Tennant. Sims. Sorry, there we go. I'm bad with names, but you know what I'm talking about. You know how those like heads from all the people that she saved, yeah. yep. and then they all come back, which was devastating, and it really hurt. And I was wondering if that was going to be. I don't know. There's there was something they were trying to do with her causing this like wiping out all bio- biological life would turn her into the master just a little bit cuz making a genocidal choice. But it didn't quite make it for But me. we've also we... d- done that story with the doctor before. That's yeah. the, the that's the time war. Yeah. And like that's the thing it's like we've seen the doctor destroy Ga- like the doctor's literally destroyed Gallifrey before. Um, so it felt like a little bit of a retread there. I also was, to be honest, I'm a little confused why you couldn't just like rip the Time Lords out of that cyber armor because they're they're clearly still regenerating. So if you took them out of that armor, wouldn't they just regenerate into Time Lords again? Like they'd be fine. That's a good point. That's yeah. what I, I kept think thinking is that. like if their regeneration energy is still going, it means that there's still Time Lords in there. Yeah. Um, so like you kind of just killed them all and they were alive. Uh, yeah. Maybe get an EMP. Also, going. do they? I guess they also end at that twelve or thirteen regeneration limit. Yeah, too. they're not limitless, uh, but I guess like it's still like I mean, a soldier that can die twelve times is better than a soldier that can only die once. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, but again, like we said it before, but the, the designs on those uh, cyberlords uh, refuse to use any official names. That's the name. By the way, someone in the chat did mention cyber masters. Yeah, but... I know that's what they called them. Because uh, the master would need to put his stamp on yeah. there. Uh, Cyber Lords is so much the obvious choice, though. Uh, I almost feel like they were like, well, they're called Cyber Lords, right? And someone's like, that's too obvious. <laughs> yeah. like, but you, we talked about it last week. You put Cyber in front of everything with, with, with the Cybermen. You might as well just put them in front of Time Lords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but Cyber Time Lords. No, but Cyber Lords is like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, I mean, you have cyber controllers, cyber, uh, cyber rats, uh, anything. Yeah. Someone uh, in the chat, Billy uh, Jean Girl says it was funny when Graham couldn't get the Cybermen head off, which reminded me that I was. I'm curious if anyone else felt like this because Zach and I both turned to each other when we were watching this because Graham has like a very long, eloquent "Don't you love me? I'm Graham" speech. To uh, to Yaz and where it's very much like yeah. I I turned we both like Zach and I looked at each I other and went like oh Uh-oh, no Uh-oh. <laughs> like we felt like that was Graham being like I'm going to die this episode this is my last speech so I thought for sure he was going to be the one to I, grab the bomb I thought he was going to die too and also I felt like we were I was even telling you Zach about this before the show mm-hmm. that I felt like that whole exchange was just out of place we didn't have the whole B plot was very sorry to say this boring to me um, and I didn't understand that oh, little I like Cybermen and yeah. Kind of, yeah and then even um, it's not that I didn't appreciate that like random conversation between Graham and Yaz but it just felt like 
we shouldn't have time for this right now. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of that in this episode. Yeah. There was a lot of like, because they made time for that, I was like, oh, no, Graham's going to die. This is the only reason why this speech is there, because we all know they like each other. It doesn't feel like it's gaining something. So it must be here in this 90-minute episode, because Graham's going to die. I never really got, they didn't play that, they didn't earn that beat, I think is the problem. Is right. that like, we didn't spend enough time with Yaz this season. Like, we got a little bit with like her and the police officer. We got some pieces where she, we started to learn a little bit more about her backstory. But if we're going to have that moment in your, in your finale, I would love to have seen Yaz struggle more this year. Like, we didn't see her struggle. That's not cool. I, I don't know. I don't agree with you on that because of the episode of, um, the uh, the mental health episode. With her well, that's what I'm saying. We saw like yeah. a little bit of it. We saw we saw her struggle with the cop, and like she had this past. But we but Graham didn't see that. Right. Exactly. And see, I'm I'm more on your like I I agree with you on that too because yeah we did get that episode. I felt like it didn't just this whole entire season and we've been saying this but the companions in general we just did not get a lot from them no, I, they could have done more with yaz and then we could have seen something between graham and yaz where at the end of this series it would actually make sense for him to sit down with her and say you know what you're the strongest person i know why is he saying this yeah it's i i and I like Yeah, yes. it just wasn't earned. It like yeah. Yeah. I yeah. feel like this was very I thought there was a lot of great Graham moments this season, especially because he was like maybe the funniest character in the show and he was able to have a lot of great like speak from the heart moments. He even had like a doctor moment near the top of this episode yeah. where he is like, I got I got this plan. I don't know what's gonna work. It might not, but we're gonna do it anyway. Like it was like, oh, he's starting to feel like the doctor. He feels oh, very no. doctor like. Yeah. He started to sound like the doctor for a moment. He's he was talking to Yaz like he's like, you're great. You're gonna do great things. And if he had taken. Coco, I don't remember that character's name, Co- but we called him Coco oh, last week. Oh, it's Co Sharmas. Coco. Uh, Coco. Co- if he had taken Coco's place, I think that would have been an amazing finale. Yeah. For Grant. I yeah. also think that, and what if he did it and then he regenerated right afterwards? And then it oh. turns out he's another missing part of the doctor's life. Which would have been very, yeah. <laughs> Which would make, oh no, wait. And he turns into not. Ruth. He turns oh. into Ruth. Anyways, oh, but uh, it's not happening. I know, but instead, with that, with the Coco moment, with the fact that this is another, this is why it was also so weird. He had that long speech by Graham, which made it seem like this character is about to die, so we're having one last nice moment with him. That doesn't happen. Instead, Coco comes out of the blue, and he quickly says, like, oh, no, this is why it's okay for my character to martyr himself. I have this past. I actually sent the thing back in time. I've never mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it now because I'm about to use this. And just so you know, this all works out. And then it blows up everything. And it just... It feels so forced, which is so weird in a such a long episode. Well, and my problem, too, was that that ending, when the Doctor is, you know, might hit the button, might not hit the button... When Co comes out of nowhere, or yeah, Co comes out of nowhere and says, "Hey, give it to me," 
and they have that brief moment of they're just like kind of looking at each other. Yeah. I was like, what's everybody else doing? Why weren't they attacking? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Why? Why are they just letting them have this exchange? Like, it felt like Fair point. a pause when, yeah. no, you're pausing Wait, we're like gonna this. Let... Somebody, there's, there were like 10 of those Cybermen there. They would have been dead. There's a lot, there's a lot of moments in this episode where it just felt like they, they could have taken a little bit more time in places and less time in others. Like I would have, I thought a shot had been an amazing villain, and we literally lose him in like a blink. Yeah, like there was no build up to it. It was just like, which like can be good. It can work. I think that it just that moment, it was a little sudden for it, me, and it, it didn't, didn't have the work. weight. Uh, that I want from, like, a villain who we've spent now three episodes with deserves, like, a send-off. Or at least, like, if you're going to do it that anticlimactically, that should be a, a much bigger turn or twist than right. it happened. They also did, like, um, I, I think on paper there's a lot of good moments on this episode. Especially, like, I like how the master... You know, he introduced... Uh, Ashard introduced the... the, uh, the thing that would wipe out death all particle. biological life. Yeah, death particle. And then we also find out like that's what he was doing to the Cybermen in the last episode. He was taking out all the biological components. We found out oh that's why he wasn't a cuz remember last season we were uh, last episode we were talking about like why isn't he just assimilating all these people? Why isn't he just like upgrading them? That's because he doesn't want biological components yeah. anymore. So we got to hear all about that and also I did love the master being like is robots. You're making robots. You're just making robots. It's so boring. Why yeah. are you making robots? But I also like how the master did this and also left it not as a convenient plot device, but so the doctor could get him and get that the get that like death particle and be the one to kind of do that. All that like chess moves, that was good on paper, but it just took so long to get there and it was and it didn't earn the moments. So it was a little tough. Yeah. But. Now let, let's um, let's talk about the end of this episode because like we solved everything. The doctor sent a, a house TARDIS into into Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just like chilling there. That's and, always like a weird thing. Well, and a couple people in the chat were comparing the house to Ruth too. Um, the house TARDIS. Let me find the comment. But yeah, they were saying that it was similar to her. Well, but she Ruth also had a police box. She though. did, yeah. yeah. Which is why we're like, why we're trying to figure out when Ruth falls even more so because it's not just a doctor in a TARDIS; it's the TARDIS. Like the, yeah. that's that is the same TARDIS. It's it it's a more modern looking blue box than it. So it's not like the same era as Hartnell's. Right. It's a modern. It's one of the more modern designs. It really reminded me of actually look like the house from. Um, What's that James Corgan episode from way back? <laughs> the like neighbor episode. It's one of my favorite episodes. The of... the, the subletter? No, that wasn't it. Uh, yeah, but it I, yeah, Matt yeah, Smith, yeah. right? Yeah, Where it was he Matt comes... Smith. Or... I love that episode, and the house looked just like that, yeah. and it was kind of a Tardisy thing, if I remember right. It was there was an it, there yeah it was an attempt at a Tardis attempt in the at a Tardis. Uh, that was like uh, that was in the up the upstairs floor was all of this this spaceship that they were right. trying to, it was trying to find a pilot, and we also got another Tardis on uh, another planet. I think I think it's another planet or. 
the the pl- or the future Earth. It's the, they it's where the they were fighting the Cybermen, uh, hidden as a tree, yeah. which I really like that it's a tree. <laughs> I did want to see how she got in and out of it though, <laughs> just like squeezed through a knot hole. But it was that was kind of cool. <laughs> Can you imagine stumbling into that like a hundred like the hundred acre wood? Yeah. I found the comment, by the way, about Ruth, not to bring us back, but just want to mention this really fast. Little Miss Morpho said, we also have a TARDIS that is a house somewhere with a retro console inside, like, the one Ruth Doctor uses. That's the comment they were making comparing right. it. Yeah. That is a good point, because yeah. uh, Ruth's TARDIS does have a much more it has that retro console. OG yeah. design inside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting point. Uh, but well, we got to talk about, like, the end-end, yeah. where the Doctor's like... Okay, well, I'm home, TARDIS. Like, don't worry, don't be jealous. I used another one just for a moment. Uh, and then the Jadoon teleport into the TARDIS. the TARDIS, which I got questions on that, one. Uh, but two, then they just take the Doctor and put her into space prison for all of lives. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that's where she's going to be from now on. There's no of, way she's escaping. It's sort of Rick and Morty season two finale. Is yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's like how I thought of it. Yeah. Um, not that that's a bad thing, but like, so now we have the doctor in prison uh, and she got to break out. I, I was also talking to my buddy Frank Moran, who I host Legends of Tomorrow with on Tuesday. But he was talking about, uh, he was asking how this episode was. And asked, so did they uh, did they address what's happening with Jack, with Captain Jack? <laughs> I'm like, no, not at all. They did oh, a lot. Well, there but, you go. So Jack can come come in and break the doctor and out break of the prison. doctor out. But there's still whatever's happening in that ship that he has, which isn't a TARDIS, but is a different type of ship, and like what's happening there. So he's gonna come back at some point, I assume, probably in the. In the in the holiday special, I hope. Yeah, that would be a great place for it. And so the, our holiday special this year or next year, depending on your perspective, um, will be the revolution of the Daleks. So we're bringing it up, bringing the Daleks back again, which is funny. Like after all of the stuff that Chibnall was like, I don't want to do any old stuff. I want to do all new monsters. And now he's like, Give me all the old <laughs> stuff. Um, like this is our second time with the Daleks with this Doctor. Um, yeah. And we spent a bunch of time with Cybermen and with and the Master this season. Um, I don't hate it. I'm just saying it's an interesting shift. Yeah. Uh, let's do some quick predictions before we sign out uh, for this season of Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, After Buzz TV predictions. There's the bug. What are you guys thinking? What is the revolution of the Daleks going to be? I feel, well, okay, obviously, I mean, we've seen some of the previews, so obviously we know the Doctor is going to escape uh, the jail, but I, what I'm thinking is Were that... Were there previews? I think that what was shown afterwards was, like, old stuff. Oh, okay, well, never mind. Scratch <laughs> that. But... I don't think they've actually started filming, or if they have, they just did. Okay, well, um, yeah, I mean, they okay, well, then I'm just going to predict that she gets out, but I don't think it's Jack that gets her out. I, I think mm. there's going to be another way um, without him. I don't even know. I just have this bad feeling he's not going to be in the holiday special at all, um, and mm. it might be more about... Is okay I flip this table? <laughs> <laughs> and it might 
might be more about finally getting the closure with the companions. And I just I also get a feeling gotcha. that they are not going to be back for Series 13. Got it. Dave, what are you thinking? Um, well, uh, Saul Perez on in the chat did bring up the good point that Jack said he would come back when she needed him. Oh. So that seems like she if he's not going to come back in the holiday special, which would be a great time to come back, maybe he's going to come back later when <laughs> whenever they decide she needs him um yeah but i'm also wondering if like maybe she's gonna use the dalks to break out of prison or something you know like maybe the prison has some dalks maybe the revolution is out a prison revolution it's a prison riot caused by dalks maybe by her can we get Dalek sec back too? Can we just do that? Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I stand by my prediction from earlier. I think Jack is is coming in like hot to break her out of prison, and it's gonna be that's gonna be a lot. I love that prediction that there's Daleks there. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it, a, a flip where the Daleks are on her side would be fun and interesting. Also, remember that there is now a TARDIS. There are is a TARDIS in. In Earth, on Earth. So, like, if the companions, maybe they can use that TARDIS to they break her out. out how but to fly I don't know it. how they would figure that out. Be so interesting. And there's a spare one. There's some spare TARDISes lying just around out there on planets now. Right. Who knows what'll happen? Uh, but as we sign out, thank you guys so much for joining us this season on the AfterBuzz TV Doctor Who after show uh have a great uh 2020 because this show ain't coming back this year (laughs) um but until we see you again uh in another life or uh, a timeline or maybe just like in a memory that you've realized you forgot uh i've been zach wilson and will continue to be zach wilson uh think i think uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson, and be sure to follow my other podcast, Ships in the Night, where we take crazy characters from different universes and we write some fanfic live on the air. Uh, <laughs> it's, very fan- fun. it's some crazy writers' room nonsense. We just did Conan the Barbarian and Samantha from Sex and the City. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of stuff we get into. Ships in the Night. Oh, and Marvel Makes movie sense. news. Rachel. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Rach Goodman or on my author Instagram account at Rachel Radner Author. If you're a fan of Outlander, that panel's coming up next. I am on it. Um, I am also on Curb Your Enthusiasm, Retro Anatomy of a Movie, Restless Rap, and Ooh. the St- oh, Stumptown. And you'll be able to catch me on the Picard after show at Ooh. the end of the month for okay. the finale. Dave. Hey, you can find me at Mr. Dave Child on the Twitters and the Instagram and DaveChild.com. You can find me also on the Legends of Tomorrow After Buzz show, where I still talk about time travel and goofy people in spaceships. Uh, also, uh, look up Liquid Feet if you want to see me dance with a bunch of people. It's my dance troupe. It's my comedy dance troupe. Check it out. All right, guys. This has been the Doctor Who After Show. Thanks for geeking out with us. Bye-bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> 
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.